Well, I guess Ricky's gonna be in the video. That's fine. Right. It's already started. So. <laughs> Alright, so this is the life of an ex-athlete, but you already know that. Um, by now, y'all have gotten a couple exclusive interviews from me. Um, just talking to a few guys, so that's been good. We're gonna get back to the topics at hand, and I still brought on a special guest. And um, this guy, um, I grew up watching um, in Ravenna, playing. Uh, what what positions did you play? What all positions did you play before we introduced this guy? City League started off at receiver, then bounced to QB, did a little fullback, offensive guard, defensive line, linebacker, safety, corner. So what did you finish off at? Uh, when I graduated high school, I was two-way. I was tight end and like a defensive end, defensive tackle hybrid, depending on what we decided to play that week. Okay. Um, and then when I played in college, I played as an H-back, so kind of like a tight end on the move a little bit. Okay, so introduce yourself, man. Who are you? Uh, my name's Chris Sanders. <laughs> Spent most of my time in Nevada. My guy. First of all, <laughs> my guy. Um, <laughs> My guy, Chris Sanders, um, thank you for being on here. No problem. Um, Happy to be here. Thank you for listening, because I know you've been listening to a couple. Uh, we also got Shane in the building. You Man, what's know. going on? I'm you back. I'm going back. On. Uh, <laughs> it's probably been a couple weeks since you heard his mouth, so he's got some things to say. Yeah, probably. probably yeah, most likely, right yeah. Now, yeah. Maybe a week or a day. A week you know, or so, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but this is, a good, this is a good one, because we actually watching football. It's football. It's uh, playoff time. So we getting he uh he came in my guy Chris came in to the city so we was like we gotta sit down make it happen y'all won't hear this till February probably till the Super Bowl right <laughs> but right. Uh, yeah we had to get it done um so today we are gonna talk about athletes and money we are gonna talk about athletes and money and um all the aspects in it uh I'm going to propose a question first um what did I want to start with um. Athletes being broke. First, I want to start off with um, what are y'all two <laughs> brokest experiences in life right now? And then I'll tell you mine. Two brokest experiences. Yeah, what's your brokest experience and then what's his? <laughs> I would probably have to say when uh, earlier, uh, beginning of 2019, when I was working a life insurance job, yeah. when it was a fully commissioned job. Yeah. Kind of already heard this. Kind of already heard this story a little bit. Um, but going into it, I didn't really have much of a security blanket. Yeah. And for the few first few months, I went like the first two months without getting a single paycheck because it was full commission. You only made money if you made commission or anything yeah. like that. And then by the time I started actually making money at the job, I owed a bunch of bills or overdue payments on mm -hmm. stuff. So once I made the money, I ended up spending it all just to get back even. Yeah. And then it didn't happen again. And then when it happened again, I was that's when I was finally like, all right, I'm out. I can't yeah. keep. I keep going. Keep. I can't keep going in the hole to make it back up to go yeah, right back in the right hole back in that financially. Hole. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest because like then I was like I had missed car payments, missed bills, and mm. all that stuff, and it was, and that just been, it was stacking up. And I just now finally got back. So like, what did that do to your psyche? Uh, honestly, it, 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 you wouldn't really think so, but actually helped me with money management. because oh, like I I've been where like I didn't have any and I had to spend. All this money to get back even to realize, yeah. okay, I'm gonna try to do whatever I can not to, to get not there. to get like that. Even though like my spending habits didn't get me in that situation, mm -hmm. it was just being in that situation in general. Like I don't want to be back in that situation. I don't, I don't want to feel or be in that situation I was before. I'm not gonna let that happen again. That yeah. that is important because um, 
like like I even said on the paper, um, it's important to. I feel like it's important to have that broken moment, right? Because you kind of get that sense of. Oh, I don't want to go back. Here. Well, that's like with any aspect, like experiencing anything that anything you don't want that happen. Yeah, anything like, oh, they don't, I don't want that happen. I don't again. want that, ha- but especially being broke, like financially, is like when you don't have no money, you feel like you can't leave the house. Mm-hmm. And I've been, you literally can't because you, you literally, if you you're leave, spe- even if it's down the road, you're still low key spending money just on, on the gas on you're gas, spending. Unless yeah. you're walking, and even right. then, like, all right, Chris, what is your brokest moment? I never. I never got to the position that you were in, Shane, where it was like, oh, God, I got every bill collector running down my throat. But I did get to a point where even though the bills were good, I wake up and those good old PNC alerts, you have negative $13. That's below your threshold. Okay, yeah, cool. Appreciate it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I got a PNC story. I'm just trying to enjoy my Thursday, but thanks, guys. Um, So a lot of times my brokest moment was basically choosing – all right, do I really want that food right now? Or can I go with a little bit of bread and butter just to get me through the day? Right. Just basically, it, it it put me in the mindset of what really was important. Do I really need to go out to eat for that fourth time this week? Or can I find something else that will work in the house? Can yeah. Do I really, like as much as I love the boys, as much as I love chilling with people, do I really need to make that 15-minute drive? Right. Or just, you know what, enjoy the day, knock a couple things out around the apartment. And yes. It started, it kind of, in a way, put me in positions where I had to micromanage a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. and see how the small dominoes can really affect the big picture. Big facts. I think that's that's a huge life lesson. Pick and choose what's worth it and what's not. Yep. And then you figure out what you actually like to do more. Oh, like, yeah, true, yeah. You're like, okay, I love going out with the boys, but not, not necessarily when they do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, my probably, I, I'm going to give it. I'm gonna give two uh, quick examples. My first one is when I was in college, and um, I was playing ball. And, um, you know, I tried to make money coming. I tried to make money coming into... Um, this after the summer or whatever. Right. But, um, you know, you make you make as much as you can, but you don't make that much. And then going into the spring, you really can't work during that fall break. So you're really just like whatever you get on Christmas, whatever you can kind of scrounge up from your parents or whatever. So it was about mid-semester of my sophomore year of college. And um, I woke up and... Uh, I got a, I got a PNC alert. Ding. And it said um, you have point zero seven cents in your account. I'm like, why did you send me this? I'm like, the email probably costs more right. than the actual money in my account. Why would you make me feel like this at eight o'clock in the morning? I have to go to class now. I have to like talk to people. Like, first off, we need to we need to ask. This is a PNC. <laughs> We're talking about PNC today. Fuck it. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with that. <laughs> but no. Um. But then. Um. But recently, more, more recently, um, um, twenty nineteen was probably one of my brokest moments, and it wasn't broke in far as um, I understood financials more. So I understood leveraging credit and and actual um, cash. And I and I started to understand um, being um, cash poor, but having um, credit and having like the ability to move and shake still. Um, 
So with that, I quit my job. Um, I started this. I started this podcast, and I was funding it through um, the saving, through my savings, and through my credit card. Right. But I really couldn't do anything else. So I really couldn't go out. I really could. Anytime I would drive, it would be strategically to drive to record. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But then I would be able to hang out with my boys. Right. Or, you know, so I would right. try to make it make sense. Like if I'm hanging out, what's do was record this. Yes. Like, yeah, so yeah. it made sense for me to okay. Now I can kind of in my head. Okay, I'll make this thirty-minute drive. I'll make this forty-five-minute drive because I get to hang out with my boys. I'm getting productive. And we're being it, productive. Right. So it's like okay, now it's starting to make sense. So that was kind of a a, a real pivotal point. Not even, not even six months ago, to where um, using my time more valuable than um, than just hanging out. Like every time I hung out, if I went back to the house and I felt like I didn't do anything, I didn't do it again. I hope you kept those receipts. Get a little tax credit back. First off, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that early. <laughs> we learned that early. In, uh, early in 2019, we were doing a lot of shows. I keep all receipts. Um, but yeah, so I think that was a great. Uh, a great start of the episode. Um, so let's talk about athletes, man. Let's talk about athletes being broke in college, and let's talk about um, what that means. Now, you played college. You played college ball. Yeah. Um, just just enough. You played enough to really understand the the mindset right. of what's going on. You follow all sports <laughs> in general. Everything. And understand. Yeah. Like you even did the a, mindset even, and the concept exactly, it, yeah. and you even did a book report. All right, I did a whole presentation on <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> on, on on people on on athletes getting paid in college. Right. So what is what was that what was that about? Um, what that mainly was about is the understanding of you know from the outside people that are looking at college athletes and sports and the argument of getting paid to play. A lot of people. A lot of people look at it as, you know, they're athletes. They're not doing nothing. Like, why do they need yeah. to get paid? They already have a full ride scholarship for yeah. this, this, and that. But no one outside, other the only people that know the whole concept of that scholarship that they get are the players and the NC, and like mm-hmm. the school and everything. Yeah. Like outside people just think everything for them. Got everything paid for. They're paying for everything. When, they're giving you gas money right. to go down the street. No, they're not. And in reality, they're not. Like these kids. They, they they they're called student athletes, but they wake up first thing they're doing is something is for their sport athletic. that they're there athletic wise, and then they they go run sprints for two hours and have to go to a lecture for an hour. You think they're going to be bright eyed and bushy tailed right. to pay attention? Right. And then you expect them like where they get this money from? They're spending all day with school and their sport. They they don't have time to work mm-hmm. to make money, mm-hmm. and like their mm-hmm. coaches can't even go buy them tacos because then that's an NCAA violation because exactly. you can't get no money from it. Um, and I know a lot of the argument with that is like they don't deserve all this money, blah blah blah. And when it comes in the hand, is the whole reason, um, you know, with the Eric Buchanan case, um, it was a case um, back in the '90s uh, about one of the NCAA basketball games. Mm-hmm. Um, they put an old school UCLA team in there, mm-hmm. and so they had old school like players on there. Didn't have their last names, and then like they just had the numbers on the back. But they had Eric Buchanan who played for UCLA. And the dude looked just like him. He was bald, left-handed, everything. It was legitimately him. Just didn't put his name on it. And he's like, "Well, I'm not in school anymore. I should get money for this." Yep. And that's essentially why they stopped making the NCAA sports games was because of that case. The likeness. The yep. likeness. It's it's a, it's a likeness. And then and then you see it every day. You drive you even drive around here. You see on billboards, players on the billboards help getting the brand out when these when these like especially big time uh, sports like football and basketball. They're bringing in most of the revenue for the entire school. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like 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 I remember uh, Aaron Foster. He played for Tennessee, yeah. and I remember there's a there's actually a documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but he was on there and he was talking about you'll go out there on Saturday, play your game, you're signing autographs before and after the game, and then you go back to your dorm. You're just a regular old student, mm-hmm. yeah, and you're not a celebrity anymore. Then I'll go study for a test, and I'm like still wondering, like, okay, I'm opening up my fridge, and all I got in there is bottles of water, but yet I was just signing autographs that people were probably selling on eBay. Wait, you from... got bottles of water? Lucky <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. It, it, so it noodles and, and yeah. And, um, Man, I'm hyped if I could have a fridge. And juicy juice, like, right? Like, it's real bad. Out so, so the main, the main, I was really more so trying to put awareness. I wasn't even focusing on the fact of how much they need to get paid because people make the argument they don't need thousands of thousands. Like, right. no, I mean they don't, but at least something like pay them like minimum wage just to awareness of the issue yeah. is the first part. Yeah. And then we could talk about okay, what makes sense? Right. Right, right. Um, I'm not saying pay them millions of dollars but give them something cuz they can't make it out on their own. But they're making the school millions. Exactly. Of Especially exactly. we're talking D1 big time. Even my school, I was a D2 player, but our team brought in the most revenue. Oh, most the, the most reason all the all the school institutions are as big as they are is from their sports programs. There's no so other way about it. That's the reason they have so much money exactly. coming in. Exactly. So you can't just put the put the you can't just it's, it's almost like slavery. It's like you can't just put these kids in situations where they can't provide for themselves or anybody. Yeah, um, you want them to make money for you. Like, but you want them to make yeah. money for you. It's, it's, it's really – and then some of these kids are – And they're not, not even getting the correct – And they're not even getting the correct – They yeah. might have kids. They might have um, parents that are sick. They're trying to make it out of a situation that they haven't been – that they're that they've been in for the for, for their entirety of their lives. And you're still, and you're you're making them, and then and then I say this with football specifically, you're making them stay three years, and then make the choice to go to go to the league. But it's like, but even with um, even with basketball, you still have to go a year, so you're missing out on a year's worth of making money yeah. to what like. Go into a, a university to make right. them millions. Like it well, doesn't the, make sense. I think the, the the biggest thing about it is you call them student athletes, and you tell them to come into the school. They're coming to your school because of their athletic ability for the mm-hmm. sport they're playing. Yes. But yet you want to call them student athletes. They're not going to be starting on their team because they got an A plus in chemistry. They're only starting on their team if, if they if they get a pick if they get a pick and make a play on 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 during practice or in a game. 100%. You know, so like you, so you're trying, you're low key messing with the psyche of the student because they don't know what the folk, they don't know. Like I'm here to play this, I'm here to do this. My focus is on making sure I'm better. I'm not focusing on my schoolwork. Right. Let alone most student athletes typically aren't getting the same kind of education regular students throughout the school are. And you know, it's the whole NCAA violations between um, getting money from other people and everything like that. And I remember um, this one story about. Um, he this kid who went to Duke, who's like the class like president, who gets paid a thousand dollars a month to be the class president. What? He's going to school on a scholarship and everything too, but since he isn't playing a sport, this is it has nothing to do with the school. It's all NCAA stuff. Yeah. But under NCAA, if you're under them, you sign your contract and everything playing the sport. That's when when you get any kind of outside help from anyone other than your immediate family. 
then becomes an issue. So, like, the awareness of it all is student-athlete, when, like, they're focused to come there to play sports, that's the whole reason they're going to stay. There's, that's the whole reason they're going to keep that scholarship they're there for anyways is depending on how well they perform athletic-wise, not in the schoolroom. And to piggyback off of that even more, um, when I played, I played at Division three level. So there's no football scholarships, no nothing. The, the only thing you can get is academic. Um, at the school I went to, Case Western, you, you got to be smart to begin with mm-hmm. to get in there. The median average ACT is a 31. Really? So, yeah, you, you don't have the brains, it's going to be tough. Um, now, granted, they do make some consultations for athletics and all that. I think I think the lowest person that was on my team had, like, I mean, this seems still high, but it was like a 26, 25. But he still got admitted because of... His play. Possibly. How does that work at D three? Not like for scholarships and all. But like, yeah. How does the how does the coaches sell it to the players? Because I mean, Mount well, yeah. Union when it's not like big, a big time school. Yeah, Mount Union gets true big time passion athletes. of the game. It's true passion of the game, and it's more so. The big thing that they sold me on was just having those connections afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because truthfully, if you're going D three, chances of already making a professional small. But being at that low level, outside of maybe Cecil Shorts, Pierre Garçon, I can't think of many more D3 athletes that made it to the actual professional league. And been successful. Exactly. Unless so, you really sit there and looked it up. You can exactly. easily look it up. Off top of your dome, yeah. at the top of your dome. And we only know those two because we're 20 minutes away from Mount yeah. Union, so all we've heard is Mount Union. Right. And but there's a couple more around the country. Well, yeah, if you looked it up, you definitely could find more. Enough, but you had to have a The volume ride. of them isn't as high as anywhere else. But, exactly. But to even build on it more was academics were big there. I, I got to definitely give props to my coaches because if there was a test, if there was a study session, players usually missed one or two practices a week because of their what? academics. I don't, I can't think of many coaches I out there that never, way. I've never heard that before. Yeah, they, they definitely put academics first. But kind of what you piggybacked off of what you said before is that in order to be able to play, you also have to be able to, to perform. be – able to perform on the field but perform in the classroom too. One of the reasons why I had to step away is because I actually got put on academic probation because I had issues make balancing between the two. Wow. I'm not afraid to admit that. I may have a good shoulder on my head, but at Ravenna, I truthfully never had to study. I just walked in good. And yeah. I, was, I was lucky enough to have that ability slash unlucky enough to have a school system that at the end of the day, had to meet certain standards, and sometimes you had to bring the bar down a little bit yeah. in order to meet those standards. Right. Um, and then I get to Case, and suddenly I have a computer programming project that's 20,000 lines of coding that i got to do within a week. I have a calculus exam that I have to study for. I have a physics exam that I have to study for, as well as doing the uh, work study for it. Um, and I kind of threw too much on my plate, especially because I also decided to budge into a fraternity. I put too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. Retrospect, hindsight, twenty twenty. You know what? I kind of did a couple things wrong back then, um, and it caused me to step away. But then I felt even worse because, yes, I was still doing all these regiments because I wanted to get back on the field because this team, I mean, at Ravenna, we're run first, run second, yeah. run third. Maybe a QB sneak afterwards. Maybe we'll throw a streak to somebody in the end. Yeah, it was but a streak it, or it, nothing. It, yeah. yeah, it was. It run first team. That's what worked for us. And I love being in that environment because it created a winner's mentality because of what we were able to pull off. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there weren't many opportunities where 
you or me or unless you were that star running back or that star right, team, right. like DJ Jones, really show out Hull, yeah, they killed it. I love being able to block for those guys because they killed it, but they were the names in the paper. And then I get to Case after that freshman first semester, got a little chance to play a little kick return, got a little chance to play punch, so I got a little taste of it. And then in the spring ball, there's me, a soon-to-be junior and a soon-to-be senior, and we're getting equal reps. And I actually get to, like, have the ball in my hands when I didn't have a single reception in my high school career. Really? Oh, yeah, you best believe I was putting a little bit more focus on the field because I actually had a chance to, like, do something with this. But because of that, I took my eyes off the ball, and that spring semester actually went on academic probation. Now, in order to stay around the team, we were able to work out with the university where I could do a work study where I was the film, like I videotaped the games. Right. That way we didn't have to have somebody injured and risk, like like if they were like concussed or something like that, risking them having to be in, in the environments that may slow down their recovery time. Yeah. Now suddenly... I'm already working out because that's what I wanted to do to stay in shape and all that. But now I get to attend practices and basically get to sit on game plans just so I know what to expect when I'm trying to film. So in a way, I'm still taking the mental reps. But I was getting 950 an hour to do that. And my teammates had to sit there and still do exactly the same things I did and then also put in the physical reps. Mm-hmm. And they can't accept a single thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I started recognizing this is... Something was up, and and it does. And, 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 yeah. and, and at the same time, they expect. Well, can they make money elsewhere? It's like, okay, well, you just heard his schedule. You think they got time to after all that done to go, go, go work a few hours and make a decent paycheck when they got to study, work thing, out, and everything. That's the worst thing about it because there's not enough time in the day to literally be able to do that. There's not enough time in the day, but you got to think. We're playing. You're putting yourself through mental mm-hmm. with school. Now you're putting yourself through physical with training. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go try to work for somebody else to make a couple dollars. And that's where my next point comes into. Fast money versus being broke and letting and letting that time develop you into the person you want to become. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people, especially playing D2, I know a lot of people, they didn't understand how to stay broke. Mm-hmm. So they would do odd jobs. They would do little things on the weekends when we didn't have, if, especially in spring season. Um, when we didn't play games on the, on the weekends, they would go. They would go home. That in home was forty five minutes away. They would go home, work the weekend, come back, and then the whole week is practice and football. Exhausted. It, there ain't no way when you're. Do you sleep. There ain't no way you're hundred percent. When do you sleep? You could be hundred percent physically, you, but now, mentally, you there's no way. Now you're risking injury. Yeah. Now you're risking. You're risking mental. That's just not healthy in general. That's just not healthy in general. You're not. You're risking your relationships with other people because. Have you ever been tired? You can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. What I, have I been awake? <laughs> you know what I have you ever been? Have you ever been in a relationship? Yeah. That, that I, takes up. Yeah. When I was of, when I was time. in case, I was in a relationship, and truthfully, that relationship failed because I spread myself thin, and I truthfully didn't no do time. what I needed to to make that work. And I think that's what um the core of this of this message is not spreading athletes too thin is the reason why it should be considered a job right this should be a job of it we already got to put our our we got to sign our names on a thousand pieces of paper why can't we sign one that gets us paid you know what i'm saying on a, on some type of of some, and um i would I, I would love to have this conversation with a d1 athlete who went through it who was on scholarship because i know some of them get stipends mm-hmm. um at the beginning of the semester but do you think a stipend of even $2,500 is going to yeah. pass yeah. an athlete 
that's that that for one never had a lump sum of money, so they don't know financial literacy. Mm-hmm. For two, all their boys know they're getting it, yeah. and all their boys are getting the same, are getting something too. Yeah, so they're going it. to kick it. And you're already in the college lifestyle you're anyway. Already in the college lifestyle, so it's like, do you really think that's the best way to um, orchestrate put putting any type of money in a player's hand? No, it's it's actually having them do a job or do something. Or go to go to practice, and then they see the reward and benefits. Well, happen. I guess it would depend if that stipend is a lump sum they give you, or no, if it's spread it out. Is it a straight up lump sum? It ain't like a it ain't spread out. It's just like if you do like a um like a um like a summer job yeah. for um for like a company or something, and they just okay, we're gonna give you the stipend first, and then you just work for us the rest of the summer. That's ba- that's what they do. And it's, it's per semester. You're pretty much telling someone to just go spend all that Look, money right now. I'm 18 years old. You gave me yeah. $2,500. I'm not going to have this in a month. I'm buying I a new iPhone. <laughs> I promise you. But I will have the new J's. I will have a new phone. <laughs> and I will have I will have money to spend on girls. That's, that's at the end of the day. And then to make it even tougher, I don't know if either of you know any more knowledge on D1 scholarships than I possibly do. Um, but one thing that I learned that some sports have in their, I don't want to say lingo, but Mm -hmm. in the wording in their D1 scholarships is that you can't have a job that's taxing on your body. Yes. So bailing hay. I worked at Lowe's the first two summers of my football career, mm -hmm. you know, college, my football college career. That's the only way I have money to have money. Yeah, but most entry level jobs for anyone are those ones. Are like, gonna be no, manual j- labor jobs, jobs, not like that, or your office jobs that you need requ- requisite prerequisites yeah. to even get into it. So, like, what other job are you doing other than working at the yeah. back and desk and McDonald's? If you want to take those, yeah, it's at your own risk because if you get hurt, I'm pretty sure the scholarship becomes null and void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, hey, mm-hmm. Chucker, you got to pay for your own education. You're at a lower level than the walk ons. Right. And how are you going to work your way back up? Because more than likely, you're, I bet you a lot of coaches out there will look at that as, we have the trust in you not to take this route. And you decided to take this route because why? You wanted the chance to actually live, to be able to actually have food in your system so you could perform at your highest level and so that your brain could actually function at the highest level. Mm-hmm. You took, decided to take this route to give you the opportunity so that you're not literally going to bed that's your dinner, uh, and now suddenly you're 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 getting away from that, and you got injured because you decided to take that route. I bet you there's some coaches out there that will feel like their trust has been hurt, and now they're never going to give that person an opportunity to try to get that scholarship back. Well, I feel I feel like for more uh, more so than not, I feel like it's just the NCAA saying you can't do this, do this extra stuff. I feel like more coaches will be more understanding if it's a coach that went through the sport I've had as well. Yeah, job. yeah, yeah. Coaches still do like under the table stuff where they help you out, but like essentially, like because there's a story, literally, where in that same documentary I watched, Arian Foster said our coach went out and got us a bunch of tacos from Taco Bell because we were hungry. Yeah. And he literally said, if they knew about it, it would have been trouble because that's a you can't do that. You can't. Your coach can't give gift mm-hmm. you anything. Like not even three tacos from Taco Bell. If your coach bought you three tacos and they found out about it. That's that's a strike against them. Like yeah. you literally can't have someone else buy you food literally for you. I think they should take a hard look at the NCAA. I think somebody out well, I honestly third think party it's, needs to take a hard look oh, it at, is, what, but I think at what they're doing to these kids. Because you gotta but I, and I just wanna say this one point, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you speak, but um it's not just the fact of like the uh the utmost like 
Uh, we don't have nothing to eat. We don't have nothing. We don't have no money. It no, is, it's it's the comfortability. It is, it's it being is. comfortable. I'm 18. I'm 20. I'm 20. I'm 21. I want to have a little. I want to have pocket change. Yeah, I want, I want I comfortability. Can't, I can't have nothing in my pockets. Like I've been broke since I was since I was five. Right. I've never had money. Like, and this is my first chance to actually make some money. That's that's on the up and up. I can't do nothing. I can't. I can't. I can't take my girl out to dinner. I can't. You know what I'm saying? I can't do these little things. Like it's not like they're. I, I don't think we're asking the NCAA or anybody to give kids thousands and thousands of dollars on a on a monthly, weekly well, basis. I think it's all. It's just a leverage thing. You start letting the players make money, then NCAA loses control of these players. They want to. They literally want to own you. They want to own you. It's, it's, it's a big. It's, honestly, NCAA to me is the most corrupt. It's more corrupt than like, like the. You, like then, like the White House and like mm. politics. The ends, yeah, the ends because that's what that's all it really is. With this whole lightness thing, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna. I know, but the NCAA <laughs> is almost like the same thing. Is bad. NCAA <laughs> literally is like taking over young adults before, like when you turn eighteen and go to college. That's most kids' first time being out and about making decisions for themselves. Yeah. When, um, you know, like there, there's a punter i don't know if he or a kicker i don't know if he was for florida state or a school in florida who started making trick videos on youtube of his kicking and he's and he was getting money for it off oh, of youtube that, yeah. and he and they told him well you're not allowed to do that it's either decide between sports or youtube and this dude's making bank off of youtube and he's like well i'm just gonna do this then because mm-hmm. i mean i got I found something here i'm making money right now because no matter what even as a kicker especially in this position or any sport in general the likelihood of you really going to NFL and making a career out of it mm-hmm. is slim chance of none for anyone, really. Yeah. And let alone, yeah, you're going to school, getting education, but most of the time, most kids aren't, most student athletes aren't going to school for anything really worth a damn. Yeah. And they're right. getting Play-Doh classes, not really getting that formal education. Yes, there are still some student athletes that just put it upon themselves, like I'm gonna do this and do this, mm-hmm. that are better at you know time management, and everything like that. But the fact that NCAA, I feel like, is more got kind of got like a hold on the student athletes from branching out and being their own person mm-hmm. outside of hey, developing yeah, developing a young person. The they NCAA, can't make their own decisions. They can't that's make their what own NCAA decisions. NCAA should be about anyway is the development of young athletes. It shouldn't be about the profit from young athletes. It is the profit. And it's it's more the profit than the than the benefit. Now they try to use, you know what I'm saying? They look I strategically they do it to like they they're geniuses because they brainwash you to believe college is what you need to be successful. Well, well also it's the, like for even basketball now, but not before, but even for football, you have to go to, have to college go to get to the, get to the pros. There's no other way around it. It's literally what else are you going to do? You're gonna go to. You're gonna take a longer route. Maybe play overseas or do something like that, to where you could I possibly still make it. But it's not. Yeah, but it's still a likelihood of you making but that's it from. More, it's, more, it's, it's more popular because because it's exploited now. Yeah, People know how to do. Yeah. Baseball already made it a point to have. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he's in the league now, the NBA, um, where he took the deal with um, mm-hmm. with uh, New Balance and he got paid. Yeah. And now he he was still a top ten, I believe. Um, Prospect and he he still got drafted. I think a lot of kids are going to start taking. I mean, uh, Lamelo, Lamelo Ball. He went overseas. He didn't even right. play. That's that, literally that's a whole that like he's a really good case study about the whole thing. I they literally dodged the whole NCAA college yeah. aspect to where 
go overseas, make money, make a name for yourself, yeah, yeah. and come in like that. Well, he's still projected like number. He's still projected like a hot top pick when he comes out. Of how much press it got. But also, I feel like that's why NCAA has allowed getting paid for your likeness because they're trying to combat it. Yeah, like I feel, I feel like they're not. It's still not even a wholehearted like, okay, let them pay money. They're literally just doing it, trying to save their ass. I feel. Well, like. they're they're doing it just because that bill in California passed. Yeah, and they're like, might as well let everyone else yeah, do it because because then everyone's gonna go to California to play mm-hmm. and no, and then like it's gonna be. What is it, the bill? So the law that passed, if I remember correctly, it goes into effect twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four, just to give enough time for the NCAA to get their crap together, basically. Okay. Um, but the way that it is is that now P- players that play in California is not considered unlawful or unconstitutional to profit off your likeness. Wow. So what that means is that if you play in California... It's like a recruiting advantage. Yeah. You can have an autograph press. You, 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 not only that, you but just say, this. You'll get paid for your likeness if you come here. And it's not even purely just for uh-huh. football. Like, for no, somebody who's on... Yeah, if we're talking... Like, say, for example, somebody that's like a, a strong swimmer and is on a swimming mm-hmm. team for a or golf on the team. golf team. Wherever they learn to swim, that little area whatever can put their face on the front and say this is where i learned to swim wow. and they can get paid for that act wow. so okay. it opens up their avenues and yeah now suddenly you're going to be looking at i bet you usc's going to start getting some strong recruiting classes ucla yeah. cal yeah. And, and ncaa implored the the lawmakers not to put this into effect because it may make those teams ineligible you know what they said okay cool unanimous or pretty dang close to unanimous because they still thought this was unlawful. Because got we got to snap. I don't know how. The, I would love to do research on how NC, the NCAA got all this damn power in the first place. But we have to start taking the power back. And we have to do that with everything mm-hmm. when things get too big. Like any big business, any government stance, if it gets too big, we have to start taking the necessary avenues to, to, to distribute the power among the people, because that's where the power is supposed to be at anyway, among the people. And the fact of the matter is, um, YouTube, uh, podcasting, uh, any, like, there's so many things that you can use your life in. Like, 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 like the one thing I always say is, and even a lot of athletes are doing it now, the quick, and with the amount of money you get from, like, because every, especially with guys, everyone enjoys playing video games. Yeah. And, if, and, yeah, and if you have a big following... Like, 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 for example, like Juju Smith shoots there. Like, all you gotta do is legit post on your Twitter, Twitter saying, "Hey, I'm streaming playing this game on this on Twitch." Everyone's just gonna go watch because you already have a following, Mm and it's the quickest way. It's like the most sure way to make money instantly if you want to. But they're not allowed to while you're in college. I follow a lot of um like high school athletes Mm -hmm. on my on my uh life x life x athlete um Instagram page. Which if you don't follow that, follow that right now. Um. These kids got 10K in their 15. These kids got 25K thousand followers mm-hmm. at, at 16. These and they kids, can't do nothing with it. They have their own and, brand that they can't expand or do anything with. But they're, and the thing is, and it's not like these big, it's not like these these people who bought their people. It's not like these people who, um. They just networked. It's like, it's like these kids know these kids. It's a pure following. Like, and they, they love being on live. They love being. They love interacting with them when they when they post something and they comment. They they're under the. They're feeding their following. I'm following their method of how they talk to their people because it's like these kids understand. Like like it is not even that they understand. They want to be a part of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They want to be a part of the following. So now when you hit college and let's say you're a three star recruit and you get an offer from from 
from, let's say, um, a USC. Mm-hmm. Now you take that, and and now you go into USC. Your first year, you're gonna you're gonna eclipse a hundred thousand followers. You know what I'm saying? Now you got a hundred thousand followers. You're at USC. You're playing ball, and you can do Twitch. Now you can make your money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you can make your money. You can go to class, and it's not taking away from anything in the sport. It's not taking away from anything. You you're gonna play three hours of 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 of, of, a, of a video game anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're gonna do that anyway. In college, you got a lot of free time to do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, why not be able to profit off it? Now you're coming out of college debt free. Right. You're coming out of college with some with a with a with a stream of income. You're 22 with a stream of income. Like, what the fuck? If I had a stream of income at 22, at 22, by by 25, I would be able to own my first home. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'll be able to own properties. I'll be able to invest in stock. How the fuck are we supposed to invest in stock if we got to work for a job for the first five, ten years to actually get anywhere, to get our feet on the ground well enough to actually be able to be like, okay, we got our bills paid for for this week, for this month, and um, now we have a little extra money. Let's put that into stocks. Right. You're 21 years old coming out with a real deal following that can get you a real deal like stream of revenue that you ne- that you never could have had, mm-hmm. but now we're but now with the di- and this is not an NCAA bash, but um, and that might be the um that might be the name of the episode. But but we're stopping these kids from actually being entrepreneurs. We're stopping these kids. Or at least from, delaying it. Uh, no, yeah, we're delaying this. And But you got to think, if these kids don't do nothing in college... They're going to lose that following as it goes. They're yeah. going to lose it. You're not the... You're not the... You're not the... You're not the um the three-star recruit that that got an offer from Toledo. You're not that no more. No, you played at Toledo and you really didn't play. Now you're just a college student right. that graduated from Toledo. And you ain't got no pure fans or none that you could have built really before you got you. that situation. Because a lot of times, even with sports, is say you get hurt and your career's over. You don't get reimbursed on all that branding and likeness you Unless had. you got an insurance policy, Unless, which yeah. uh, not many people are slick enough to either do that Love. or be willing to pay that monthly fee for that. Because again, they don't they get the money have to do no it. source of income, so how can they afford? To what pay if that you monthly? tear your ACL in college? You know what I'm saying? And you mm-hmm. can't play that whole year. You know how much free time people with injuries in college have? Mm-hmm. And you have you have a hundred k following, and you play and you play Modern Warfare. You get on there hard. You get on there heavy. You build that up for that year. You get your leg back together. You come back on the field. You dominate. Mm-hmm. But you're also making you're also making twenty five k. From from uh, playing playing Modern Warfare online every month, mm-hmm. like you'll be like now the NCAA. I feel like the NCAA is so so um control. They they want so much control that they're actually like like fucking themselves up. Um, only because well, they're putting themselves in the hole for everything they're doing because they're it, like nowadays because anyone everyone has a voice. Everyone's more aware mm-hmm. on everything that's going on to where now. I feel like the way the light world is now is what the NCAA is like. Really, like they're kryptonite, kryptonite, really. Yes. Like they're like in yes. a few they years. They were Superman. Now they're kryptonite. And yeah. and and, and, I'm, and I want to switch the um, I want to switch the tone of this. Then I want I don't want to bash NCAA all day. But um, it was fun. I'm not gonna lie. It was fun. I played. With, I was with him. I had to sign them papers. Mm-hmm. So I, hey, I I do it a little bit. 
But um, I want to talk about financial literacy as artistic tricks. I want to leave it. I want to leave it. I want to leave. Um, I want to leave on a really high note. And I know you're really educated on just being smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to leave on um, a financial literacy, and we got to get back to this football because uh, football is on today. We're gonna get back to that. So, um, why is finance? Why do you believe financial literacy should be should can be and should be um, placed in high schools? I I, I mean I feel like. Are they ready? Starting in high school for sure. Definitely, whether it's just money management, like 101, then the the class keeps developing. Same thing with just how to do your taxes, the understanding on how to buy a house. Yes. Like just just core life skills that you need. Assets versus liabilities. Right, because for the most part, you're reading from textbooks that were made decades ago. You're, you're, You're learning... They try to update them, but you how do yeah. you update a a curriculum that is first off older than you, but secondly doesn't understand what is going on right now. You know, right now in this day and age, how do you update that quick enough to get it to the people? It's like we have it, it's almost to the point where we have to be online because it, it can update that quick. That's why mm-hmm. a lot of kids have tablets in schools now because you need the the most relevant. Information the quickest way you can get it to be successful because things change. It wasn't in 2008. It's not the same as 2020. It's 2020. You know what I'm saying? So financial literacy is a continuous updating, and I think that's what scares the um the academics um aside because well the pure learning. well the pure academics where it comes to learning math, science, biology, all that stuff we get it. I mean, you you learn the same basic studies all throughout school, mm-hmm. yet. You know, it all depends on. Yeah, you might you might grow the love for like science, biology, this as a young kid growing up. But by the time you hit high school, you should already know really what you're kind of interested in, what, where you're trying to go with the path that you're trying to go and be successful. Yeah. I feel like definitely in high school is where you need to incorporate fi- financial, you know, literacy, knowing how to manage money, knowing how to, um, you know, go to the bank, knowing how to do your taxes. Stuff that's just everyday stuff you need to know how to do to get you prepared to being an adult and everything like that mm-hmm. to where, you know, I know a lot a lot of people once they either once they go to college or start working every day, once they get that money, it's it's like when you give a kid a lump sum, a stipend of money, they're like, Okay, they they're not understanding they're not understanding where they need to do what they need to do with this money they should pocket it and you know do this with it do this with they're they're instantly thinking oh well shoot i need i need to get food for this i need to get food for that and they're buying all this food or they're uh buying like the next coolest thing because everyone nowadays you know they want to see what the next coolest thing is to do and they're not understanding the important in their future truthfully my mentality do it sooner Um, yeah when we're kids we're sponges We, we absorb everything so when I was in elementary school, and I, it kills me that I can't, I can't remember if it was second grade or third grade, but one of the things that they had us do was, and it seems obsolete now, but we had to balance a checkbook. Wow. What we did was we got five quote-unquote dollars for every time we were in class. Okay. Um, then we got other ticky-tack things. So like we had like a mailbox that had like school newsletters and stuff like that. Every Monday they would check it. If it was cleared out, you got 10 quote-unquote dollars. If it wasn't, you lost five quote-unquote dollars for labor, for, again, labor and maintenance. Wow. So they, That's real. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. forced us to, 
And you got bonuses for it. So, like, say you had $300 saved up, you can get a pizza party for the class. Okay. My teacher started hating me because I didn't spend it on anything other than recess. I got us three extra days of time out in the parking lot. And the principal started getting mad at the teacher. Like, how are you guys still going out to recess every time? Like, Chris won't use his fantasy dollars on anything else other than this. <laughs> a couple other kids started picking up on it. Now, suddenly, we had one week where I think we only had two days of class. Because wow. everybody kept cashing in recess. Dollars. That's amazing. But it forced us to like, okay, do I really want this little magical eraser, or would I rather? If I lose my pencil, I better not lose this pencil. So I gotta yeah. go get a new so pencil. You, you have to be more reliable on your. Yep. And it. Responsible. It, Just being responsible. Way, it forced me. Like, if I didn't have that, truthfully, I probably wouldn't have all my bills in my calendar and recognize how much I need every bill. Period. Just to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <Fucking bomb>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fucking and truly, if I would have did that, if if somebody would have had me do that in high school, I probably would have blew it off, honestly. Because at that point, sometimes I I'm not gonna lie. Some of us, when we're in high school, our heads are too big and we think we know everything. I agree. Mm-hmm. Where in elementary school, whatever they teach us is what we're gonna take in. Well, we don't believe anything yet, so when, we have to have something to impact when I was us. In elementary school. I was able to convince a whole bunch of other people that Sam was real. Huh. And like show, showing how all these trackers and yeah, he's got to be real. You could have fed me anything in elementary exactly. school. Mm-hmm. Why are we not and I'm going to still soak that up. So the fact that, and I can't remember if it was, my, if it, whether it's, I'm dating myself here, but it was second grade, thank you, Ms. Marquardt. If it was third grade, thank you, Ms. Toronto. Whoever it was that did that for me, that stuck with me to now. That and if I did bad. not have that when I was... Still losing my baby teeth, I'm pretty sure I'd be grinding my teeth on a daily basis today trying to figure out yeah. where the heck am I going to have that. Yeah, I think it really comes down to is the teacher and the school. It's like the mm-hmm. teacher and the school curriculum having the awareness of understanding what the impact of like what age group you're teaching and the impact of what you're telling them, how much it influences their life to life growing up because at those younger ages you could tell them anything and they're going to believe it right. and as they get older they're going to get more aware so then you got to adapt what you're teaching them and how you're feeding it to them to understand this this and that but also i feel like because you got your core classes that you, you like the teacher has to teach you these core things mm-hmm. but i feel like at the same time the teacher needs to realize that okay let's put like maybe a few minutes of like last time is each class all right like in math class all right we're learning algebra this this and this all right last time it's every class every week we're going to work on financial stability. Yeah. Now let's use this mm-hmm. as like a, like I feel like just more of a teaching tool yeah. to where like you can be more aware that like this is something that's going to, that's going to impact them growing up. It comes down to, I feel like the teacher and the school board in general, mm-hmm. knowing that like, okay, this is what they need to, you know, pass their class and get to college and all that stuff. But let's teach them some core life skills that's really going to impact them growing up. And that's what's like, they take a lot of the like cooking classes out of school. Mm-hmm. They talked about taking bands out of school, mm-hmm. you know, sports out of school, gym classes. Like they feel like aren't needed, but essentially all that stuff is neat. Cause like people, a lot of people look at like gym classes, like a day off, but I feel like what that really instills on is being healthy. Um, you know, working out how, how much better you feel doing that. Yeah. That school just needs a rebrand. It needs a, it needs a complete rebrand. And, um, and really put emphasis on on different things. Yeah, like, an understanding like you said, of like like um like gym class. Yeah. Like it it to teachers it's like oh they're not doing anything. To kids it's like oh this is the day off. Why wouldn't why couldn't why couldn't gym class be the day you learn how to be healthy? 
Yeah. Why can't gym class be the day you learn how to? And that's how that's what they're teaching us anyway. But that's not what it's branded to mm-hmm. us. You know what I'm saying? Bra- gym to me was was like this is the day I get to go hoop. Right. right. <laughs> I get to go. I get to go kick it. Yep. I get to go. I get to go. Not be in class. Right. <laughs> I get to go be in school, but get to do something I want to do. Yeah. That's what gym. But and then to the teachers, it was like, oh, they're skipping. They're skipping class because they want to be in the gym. Oh, the, the gym teacher's stupid. No, the gym teacher actually was one of the smartest people in my school, personally. Yeah, they typically are. They're most. They're usually the most well well rounded. Rounded person that understands life better. Like, okay, um, yeah. Math and science is great, but you need to. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't make no money if you sick. You can't make no money if you don't know how to. St- if you can't stay healthy, you can't. You can't make no money if you can't. You can't pick up your kids if you if you, if your back hurt. You know what I'm saying? Right. You did these little things. It really matters. And we're gonna wrap it up here because I want to get back to this game. But um, <laughs> <laughs> just to be real, but I mean, I think this was a great topic to talk about and um. And 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 you see how many directions we took with it. We mm-hmm. could talk this thing for hours. Oh, I, I could bash into the way for uh, about a day. So if I'm being honest, I could skip a few days of work and just keep this rolling. <laughs> this is not an NCAA bash, but um, but but yeah, I just I just want to um, I want to reiterate um, all the feelings we have when we're broke. Keep those feelings close to you. Because those feelings will strive you to not go back to those feelings. And also, um, teach, if you have kids, teach your kids, teach your kids, teach yourself. I mean, online, we have so many places you can go to just learn about financial literacy. Learn what that even means. Um, and just break it down. I even put the, I'll put the definition in the description this, this week. Um, but yeah, so this is the Life of an Ex-Athlete. Um, we're going to have, I want to have a financial literacy um, discussion on Twitter with it when this one drops. So Shane, you on Twitter? Yep. What's your Twitter? Chris Seven Sanders, just like everything else. All right. So Chris Seven Sanders, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a um, I want to have a financial literacy discussion um, when this one drops okay. because I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, again, it's gonna be um, hashtag X athlete. We're gonna talk about this thing. Um, you can follow me at underscore King Teeth um, on Twitter and Instagram. Shane, Shane Sheezy. <laughs> yeah, on, on, uh, I think on, on uh, like you guys already know on Twitter, Shane Sheezy, capital S's, everything else lowercase, and then it's just Shane Perry underscore on Instagram. And then tell us one more time. So for me, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, it's all going to be the same. It's Chris Seven Sanders. I'm going to be completely honest. When it comes to social media, I do it more so just to see what the people around me are doing, make sure that they're staying up staying on their grind i love seeing that stuff all you're going to see on my page honestly is me retweeting something that i think is funny or something beautiful but real time (laughs) one of the main reasons i have my social media is because i know not everybody has my phone on not everybody sees me on a daily basis but at the end of the day because one of the things that i also wanted to admit was because i was i watched that video with wolf depression dark times and all that we all need somebody on our side so if you can't find that person follow me DM me. I don't care. I I may be at work, but I'll find some way somehow to at least remind you that we're all in this together, one way or another. And you know that's my whole stance. We in this together. Mm-hmm. And I want to be honest. I feel like the culture of life in general is everyone's in this together. In general, because with the branding and how life's going, you're more so 
it, it, it's, 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 it, everyone's really connected. Everyone's making, like, trying to make a name for themselves at the same time as making sure everyone's doing the same thing. I feel like, in general, the way life's going, everyone has everyone's back more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our generation in general is a lot more understanding because with seeing how everyone, like, Back in the day, you thought people in California were all this kind of way. People, yeah. over here. but now with social media and being able to see everything, everyone in general, we're all the same people going through the same hardships, mm-hmm. experiencing different things, mm-hmm. but coming out, learning, and knowing the same stigmas things in general. Yeah, stig- yeah, stigmas are dying, clicks are dying, everything like that is like. I feel like everything's more of an understanding to where definitely. I mean, if, if you need to reach out to anyone, you could definitely reach out to anyone on here, and then won't won't even have to think twice about it. But I haven't done this probably in since probably our episode back in um, during the Christmas times that hasn't been out yet. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what is your workout tip, Shane? Um, my workout tip: um, stay consistent with it. Create a schedule for yourself. Stay consistent. Um, and you know, kind of plan out your daily workouts. You know, just, you know, just kind of make have a fun with it. For me, two words. One more. One Ooh. more rep. One more set. One more weight. Ooh. One more second. One more minute. If you find some way to add that one more into it, now that one more becomes the standard. And Big now fast. you're going for a new one more. Then you get to that one. That's how you get to the building box, and that's how you build yourself up. It. It this guy you, squatted it, 400 pounds on one leg in high school. I know Chris so for squatting. Yeah. Leg day, leg day, cool. I got you. I'll it. keep you going. Arm day, yeah, you. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> okay, so my workout tip is going to be um, what the Houston, um, what, what Houston is not doing right now, and that is that is win the day. <laughs> um, That's not give it away. They find out some way to not give it away. Not give it away. <laughs> My coach, um, Coach Bernardi, shout out Coach Bernardi, uh, um, it, it's going to be win the day. And he used to tell us this every day when we went to, go, when we went to the weight room. Um, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, win that day and then go to the next one and then win that one. So win the day. Focus on the, the task at hand. Focus on what's in front of you. Just win the day and then you can go from there and you can start a routine of winning. Uh, motivational songs. Do we have any songs? Uh, I don't have uh, new from NF man. New from NF. New from NF man. Shoot, I mean, oh, I, I mean, I mean, I know, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I think he's the, probably one of the biggest players oh, right now. I got, I especially motiv- especially uh, motivational wise. But I haven't said this one. I'll do uh, NF. Remember this is from his album mm-hmm. Perception. Okay. Um, okay. That one's definitely like, it's a hundred percent. You know, motivational. Get you going. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. It's all about action. All about action. You can speak it all you want, but if you ain't going out and doing it, you ain't gonna see. You ain't gonna see nothing come out of it. Right. I like that. Mine. Mine. It's actually gonna have NF as the feature, not the main guy. Okay. So futuristic featuring NF. Epiphany. Epiphany yeah. That song. Ooh. That song. That song's okay. a good one right there. I just love the simple fact that they just they break down both the mental and physical aspect of it in the song. Not to mention when they start spazzing on that beat. <laughs> that, that, gets, that gets the blood pumping it's, right there. Okay. It does um, the ear some good. <laughs> look, it's gonna, I'm going to keep it NF. So um, I'm going to let y'all two have this one today. Cause I, I, look, all I hear nowadays is about NF. If, it, if, it's, in, if it's in Planet Fitness, if it's in the mall. Mm-hmm. If, NF is really, 
He's really cultivated. Well, he's got the soundtrack to the college football playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. That I, I noticed that. That's what I it noticed. Was. But they started. They actually they started off this year using options from options, like options and then once he dropped, paid my dues is what it is for yes, the playoffs. Yes, he did another one too. It was options. Um, Matter of fact, I'm gonna use pay my dues because I like that song. Yeah. Um, we're gonna use that one. I'm gonna use that one as mine. Uh, for my quote uh, for the week, it's going to be about financial literacy. It's gonna be um, beware of little expenses. And I'm gonna say that one more time. Beware of little expenses. Cause they add up, um, the little three dollars here, the little five dollars mm-hmm. here, the little fifteen there, can add up to about one hundred and fifty dollars in a week. Yeah, if you grocery shop, you learn that one the hard way. Exactly. So just be aware. Be, don't be afraid to look at your account. I know I'd be scared sometimes. <laughs> and I just don't know what, I, what I'm gonna see. But don't be afraid to just monitor your account. Make sure things is going right. Um, and again, we're gonna have this conversation on financial literacy. I'm gonna start having conversations about. Um, um, even before even before this one drops, but just on Twitter in general. So anybody and everybody who wants to be involved in these conversations, I think they're important. I don't think they're the most hot topics, but I don't give a fuck because I never cared about hot topics. I cared about this, the development of people. So um, we're gonna talk about we're gonna be having real conversations. And 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 what's crazy about Twitter is it's hard for me to even talk about what I want to talk about because we got to keep it in 140 <laughs> characters. Or right. So it's like some of the stuff be real deep and it's like I need a paragraph or something. Turn the notifications on. Turn the notifications on. Just like that. But um, this is the life of ex-athlete. Let me get to the button where I can stop it. Um, this is the life of ex-athlete. I appreciate everybody who's been there. Thank you, Chris. We're yeah, no stepping problem. in. We're going to finish this game. Have a good time. Whatever the fuck was happening behind me. Um. And then, real quick, because <laughs> you said a quote that you like, if I could throw yeah, no, one into. Throw it. Throw um, it. One that I actually stumbled across a couple days ago, and it's by Vince Lombardi. Uh, the measure of who we are is what we do with what we have. Say that one more time. The measure of who we are is what we do with what we have. Whether, whether it's finances, whether it's personality, whether it's... I, I love that quote because you can apply that to anything. And if you just put that in your mind, that it's just... Don't think of like people that keep up with the Kardashians. Don't think about what they have. Don't think, compare yourself. Don't yeah, yes. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yes. And who you want to be tomorrow. Yes. I love it. This is Life for Exactly. And we are out.